Happy Easter to everybody. Christ is risen. Indeed, he has risen. Do you know that today, two and a half billion people around the globe are praising God and giving thanks for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A common greeting at Easter time is, Christ is risen. Indeed, he has risen. Why don't you take a moment right now in your home and, and just say it to the person beside you. And if there's nobody beside you, then just say it out loud. Say it to yourself. Go look in the mirror. Do whatever you need to do. But celebrate the fact that Christ has written. Indeed, he has risen. We're reading from Matthew 28, verses 1 to 10. And if you have your Bibles, again, I invite you to follow along. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Just as he said, what happened? Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Amen. Well, that is the glorious story of, of Christ's resurrection that we have been reading and looking at for, well, two millennia. It is a, a, a thrilling, thrilling fact that you and I have built our faith on. And I'm going to explain that more to you in just a few moments. But understand this, today we are celebrating the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Christ is not dead, he is alive. And now let's take a look at verse 7 of Matthew 28. The angel says to the ladies, and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. So much of the Christian faith is about remembering. Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and the cup, and he told his disciples that every time they eat the bread and drink the cup, they would remember what Christ had done. Do this, Jesus said, in remembrance of me. We have got to remember what Jesus Christ has done for us. This is why we come to church every Sunday, to be reminded 
of who Jesus is and what Jesus Christ has done for you and me. We need to remember that ours is a risen Lord, a risen Savior. There's no other religion, no other faith on the planet that is like ours. It's the most important thing that we're going to do. We're going to remember that Jesus Christ has died, that Jesus Christ arose from the dead, that through Jesus Christ we have eternal life. Now, some of us forget this. I think this is common to all of us, and for this reason, we need to be constantly reminded. Remember, remember, remember. Don't forget. So on this Easter Sunday, we celebrate Easter every year. We are reminded of who Jesus is and what Jesus Christ has done for us. We must not forget. We must remember that he is the risen Savior. Hope is not always an easy concept to understand. Let me help you with this. I spoke to someone uh, recently who regularly buys lottery tickets. And when I asked him why he buys these tickets, he said that for the week that he waits to find out what the, what the, the draw produces, during this time, he says he has a great sense of hope, a hope of winning the jackpot. And with that hope of winning the jackpot comes a hope of, of so many great things, like all the money that he'll have to do all the things he ever wanted to do. And uh, this goes on uh, every week. He buys his lottery ticket. And for one week, while he's waiting for the draw, he says he's happy because of the hope of what might be. Well, I got to remind you of something. The problem with this is that, that this is not real hope. This is, in fact, wishful thinking. He has got, he's got no promise of anything happening. And you need to understand the difference between wishful thinking and hope. Your Christian life is, is based on fact. It's ba- based on reality. This wishful thinking is based purely on luck. It may happen, it may not happen. And it's not, for that reason, real hope. So the hope that's ours, based on fact, based on truth, based on reality, is the hope that Jesus Christ will do what he says he's going to do. And uh, when, when he was preparing to leave his disciples, he gave his disciples a promise that, that he was going away to prepare a place for them in heaven. This is, this is a fact. It's not wishful thinking. It's a reality. Dr. John G. Allen of the Menninger Clinic, he says, wishing is ever-present, but it can be kind of an escape from reality. Hope is different because it has to do with facing reality. As I see it, hope is motivation to stay in the game and not give up. Well, that really is what hope is. Wishful thinking is not going to do it for you, and it's not going to do it for me, but hope, which is based on fact, is really all that you need. Hope is the motivation that enables you to keep going and to face whatever you're facing right now. And it just so happens that this Easter, we are facing the the threat of the coronavirus, the threat of economic uh, decline and recession. But I want you to know that in the midst of all of these threats, we have a a glorious hope. We have the hope of of a savior 
who, who rose from the dead and in rising from the dead has proven to us that whatever he says is absolutely 100% dependable. You can depend on every promise in God's word. Why? Because he did what he said he was going to do. Because he rose from the dead. This is the foundation of his authority. And this is the foundation of the church. It's the foundation of your faith and mine. So we can go to the bank on every promise that God has made. We can trust him. And so you may be struggling financially right now. Your, your, your health may be struggling. In fact, some of us, uh, you know, are, are, are worried with, with great amounts of anxiety and fear. Well, I'm going to tell you, you don't need to be anxious. You don't need to be fearful because your Savior is, is one who has risen from the grave. And when he speaks, we can depend on his word 100%. Now, we're speaking, when we speak of hope, understand we're not talking about wishful thinking. We're talking about facts. Now, you might be wondering, well, how do we know that Christ really rose from the dead? Well, I don't have time to get into the discussion of the fact of the resurrection. But what I would do is I would recommend that you do some research yourself. You can buy uh, any number of books on the subject. Let me just share one with you. It's called The Case for the Resurrection of Jesus by Gary Habermas and Michael Lacona. I recommend that you get that. Lee Strobel has also written a book, I think maybe using the same title. Uh, there's many, many, many excellent works that discuss the fact of the resurrection. And if you are struggling, maybe doubting, maybe you have uh, some niggling doubts, don't worry. Uh, even Jesus' disciple Thomas had doubt about whether or not Christ had actually uh, been resurrected from the dead. In fact, that's why we call him Doubting Thomas. So it's not, it's not an evil or bad thing to, to have doubts. But it is, it is a bad thing if you, if you refuse to do the research and if you refuse to be intellectually honest. You need to do your homework and you need to research this. And I'm going to tell you, I have researched it. I have uh, read about this uh, for, for almost 40 years. And I can tell you that in my own heart, it is resolved. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ arose from the dead. And I know, uh, I know many, many great, great Bible scholars that, that give excellent proof and evidence that Jesus did rise from the dead. Now, knowing that, understand this, that because Jesus Christ is a risen Savior, that our faith is alive, our faith is real. Following Jesus Christ is not just going through a religious ritual. We actually have a profound relationship with Almighty God through Jesus Christ. It's absolutely thrilling. And having said that, I, I have to point out something that Paul said, that if, if Christ did not rise from the dead, then we don't have a faith. Then our Christianity just falls apart. There, there is no faith. There is no Christianity. And we are to be pitied. Let me just remind you quickly what the resurrection is. Resurrection equals hope. The future is wonderful, and I can keep on going, knowing that the God that I serve, the, the Christ that I worship, is the risen Christ. And because he rose from the dead, I have hope, and I can go on. I can face anything. 
I know that, that there's nothing too difficult. I know there's nothing in this world that can overcome and overwhelm me because Jesus Christ is my master, my Lord, and my Savior. This is our hope, the hope that comes through the resurrected Christ. Now, knowing that, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead means that I, I will enjoy ha happiness, I will enjoy his peace, I will enjoy joy, I have a reason to celebrate, I have a reason to rejoice, I have a reason to be glad. And it's based on the resurrection. Let me read to you 1 Corinthians 15, verses 17 to 19. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless, and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if your hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. So you, you get the message here. Paul is saying that the most pitiful people on the earth would be Christians if in fact Christ did not rise from the dead. So we recognize then that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is indeed the bedrock of our faith. It's absolutely the bedrock of Christianity. And if Christ has not been raised from the dead, then all of it is worthless. All of it is useless. So let me just talk to you for a moment about the implications of this. What does this mean? And, and, and how does this give us hope? Well, first of all, as Paul says, our, our sins are washed away. We are no longer uh, stuck in our guilt and no longer stuck in our shame. We're not stuck in our sins, which all of us, all, all humans are, until they put their faith in Christ and their sins have been forgiven. Again, this is our hope. We put our faith in Jesus, and now I know that my sins have been washed away. I know that when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. And I know that some people maybe are offended at me saying that, but I'm going to tell you, it's not based on my good works. It's not based on, on, on anything that I've done. It's based on what Jesus Christ has done. He died on the cross, and he rose from the dead. And so I have that confidence. I have that assurance. I have that hope that when I die, I will immediately be ushered into the very presence of Jesus Christ. Today, Jesus said to the thief hanging beside him, you will be with me in paradise. That was that thief's hope. That's my hope. I'm going to see my loved ones again. I've got uh, I've got stepsisters, a stepbrother who have already passed on and gone to be with the Lord. I've got grandparents, I've got aunts, I've got uncles, I've got great friends, uh, people who've been part of our church for, for a number of years that have now departed this life. I have the hope of seeing them again. And then it's, it's just for a little while. But this is my hope. What other thing? What other thing fills me with hope? Well, the fact that I'm following the teachings of Jesus Christ, that I'm not wasting my time. It's not in vain. The teachings of Jesus Christ are legitimate and worthy to be obeyed, worthy to be followed, worthy to be studied and understood. Why? Because they come from one who arose from the dead. And for this reason alone, you need to know what Jesus Christ has said. This is the, the rock-solid truth that will transform your life, that will 
guarantee you the abundant life that Jesus Christ wants you and I to have. Jesus teaches us how to live in this crazy world. And, and I can tell you, uh, it is a crazy world, and you know that, and I know that. And how do we navigate the craziness, the wickedness, the evil of this world? Well, we navigate it by listening to the teachings of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You're not wasting your time living as he tells you to live. It works. It's the right way. And we know it, again, because he rose from the dead. This is our hope. Obeying Christ is not in vain. You will be rewarded for your faithfulness in obeying Christ. Your hope that is that if you lay down your life for Christ, it's not for nothing. Wow, this is something that the early believers understood. I would invite you again to read Hebrews 11, and you see that this chapter, this whole chapter, is, is full of people who put their faith in God, who trusted that there would be a resurrection. It was their hope. And even though many of these people in Hebrews 11 didn't get the things that they were believing for and had faith for, they believed that God was faithful. They believed that that putting their faith in God was not in vain. You know, my joy and my peace are, are not based on wishful thinking. It's not based on luck. It's based on, on the, the, the sure truth that Jesus Christ arose from the dead. If you're lacking joy and peace in your life, then I would recommend that what you need to do is you need to take time out to have some intimate and quiet time with the Lord. You need to take some time to pray and read the Bible, and allow, allow the presence of Almighty God to wash over your heart. And you know it's real. You know, it's, you know it's, it's legitimate because, again, Jesus Christ arose from the dead. My faith is real. It's not delusional thinking because Christ arose from the dead. Hey, I'm making a lot of sacrifices. I, my wife and I, my family, all of us tithe. We all give to missions work. We, we make great sacrifice. And we know it's not in vain. We know that because Jesus Christ is the risen Savior and because Jesus Christ told us to lay up treasure in heaven, we know that, that it's not in vain. We know that it will produce the blessing and it will produce the reward that God says it will produce. Why? Because the one who taught us, Jesus Christ, arose from the dead. I think you're starting to get the picture here. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is our hope, that everything he teaches, everything that he, is, that he has instructed us in is, is real and will produce the fruit in us that he wants to produce in us. Hey, you know what? I have a boldness and a confidence. I can face this life. I can, I can face anything in this life. Again, not because I'm so brilliant, not because I'm extraordinarily uh, uh, strong or powerful in myself, but, but I know who is powerful. I know who is strong. And it's, it's, it's Christ in whom I put my faith. This gives me boldness. This gives me confidence to face whatever comes my way in this life. And more than that, I have boldness and confidence to go to Jesus Christ to go into the very throne room of God and present my requests and my needs to the Father. This is what Hebrews teaches us. And again, it's through Jesus Christ, the risen Savior. Wow. The hope we have 
that comes from God, it's, it's, really, it's really like the superpower that every believer has. Because this hope gives you the ability to keep on keeping on even when others can't keep on. This hope gives you the ability, the power to press on, to forget what's behind and to keep pressing on. This is what, the, this is what Paul tells the Philippians, forgetting what is behind, I press on. How do you do that? With the superpower called hope, hope that's based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And more than that, it's not just the ability to press on, but now it is, it is uh, this, this, this victory. Paul calls it this, this fact that we are more than conquerors through Christ because we put our faith in the one who has conquered Satan, this one who has conquered the grave, this one who's conquered this world, this one who's conquered death, this one who has conquered my flesh. We are more than conquerors. We are victorious because we put our faith in the one who rose from the dead. This is, this is thrilling stuff. This is what Christianity is about. And listen, if you are not experiencing what I'm talking about, if you haven't experienced it yet in your life, then I would recommend that you take, again, take time to get alone with God and and allow him to search your heart and to show you whether or not you're even in the faith or not. Because those who are in the faith, those who, who belong to Christ, those who are truly converted, those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ, the Bible says are more than conquerors. Now last week we talked about the hope that all of Israel had. When Jesus came into Jerusalem riding in a don- on a donkey, on the, actually the colt of a donkey, The people were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. They were throwing down palm branches. They were throwing their garments on the ground for the king to enter into Jerusalem. They they believed beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ was and is their Messiah. What they didn't understand is what their real need was. Their real need was not a temporal need. That is, their real need wasn't just to have Rome kicked out of Jerusalem. They thought that's what their real need was. Hey, have you noticed that, that so often what we think is our real need is not necessarily what God thinks is our real need? God understands what our real need is. Our real need is that we need to die to ourselves. We need to put our faith in Jesus Christ. We need to repent and turn from our sin. That is our real need. Our real need is to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Christ. The people on Palm Sunday, they didn't understand that. What they did understand is that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. What they did understand is that Jesus Christ was indeed the answer to all their problems. The the thing is, they just didn't understand what their problem really was. But we understand it today. Our real need, our real problem is what's going on in our heart. And so I want you to know today what Israel didn't understand. They didn't understand that they needed to be reconciled to God. They had forgotten. They had forgotten that Adam and Eve had been thrown out of the Garden of Eden because they, f- they refused to believe God and do what God said. Here's the thing, folks. 
is that because Jesus died on the cross and because he arose from the grave, because he was able to wash away our sins, folks, the good news is that now the penalty for our sin has been canceled. That is for everybody who's put their faith in Christ. The penalty for our sin has been canceled and now we have been given a mission back into the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden, very simply, is the presence of Almighty God. The Garden of Eden is, is that place of communion and fellowship with Almighty God. And it happens through Jesus Christ, our Master and our Savior. What Jerusalem didn't understand, what the people of Israel didn't understand, is that their real need was that they be readmitted into God's presence, into fellowship with Almighty God. And it happens through Jesus Christ. This is our hope. This is our great hope. Let me just remind you again of what it says in Matthew 28, 7. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there Remember what I have told you. Do you uh, this, is so, this is so interesting. A lot of people don't know this. But do you know that Sunday, every Sunday, once a week, we are reminded of the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. Sunday is the third day. It's the day of Christ's resurrection. That's why we don't celebrate Saturday, we celebrate Sunday, the resurrection of Christ, the Lord's Day. And this is why it's so critical that, that you come every Sunday to church. It's why we teach people the second habit of serious Christ followers. You need to go to church every Sunday. Why? Because it's at church on Resurrection Sunday. That's really what we should call it. We should call it Hope Day or Resurrection Day. Every week, every week, it's a day to remember that we serve a risen Savior. And because he rose from the dead, we are people who have the greatest hope of anybody on this planet. We can face anything because we serve a Savior who conquered the grave, who conquered death. Every Sunday, you and I could be experiencing the joy that belongs to every believer. You need to go to church because you need to have your hope boosted. You need to have your hope refreshed. And I pray today that your hope is refreshed right now as you recognize that you serve a risen Savior who has met all your needs and who's made you more than a conqueror, who's made you victorious. God bless you. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that your people would know great joy, great gladness, great peace in their hearts. There is nothing that anybody is facing right now that they cannot face without you. God, with you, we can do anything. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And boy, that verse is powerful when we recognize that Jesus is the risen Lord, the one who has conquered all evil, all darkness, 
all death. Every force of darkness, every evil force of hell, Jesus Christ has conquered it all. And that victory is ours. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.